podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello everyone, this is Naishad Gadani uh, and happy Friday. Uh, happy Friday to everyone who is tuning in. My name is Naishad Gadani and I am the founder of Your Career Down Under. And I've got my collaborator with me, Caroline Brown. She is in Melbourne and I'm still in India. It appears that, uh, you know, uh, Australian government is, uh, you know, trying everything to get us out of India, you know, back to our home, but we'll find out soon when that happens. Until then, we will continue to talk about the things that matters to job seekers like you, professionals, or people who are looking to change career in this uh, trying and, you know, very uncertain times that we find ourselves in. So what do we do? Uh, well, we bring new ideas, perspectives, but ultimately we bring hope to, uh, to you to your screen and to make sure that you have got the uh, optimism and the ideas required to, to navigate through these challenging times. So today we are going to talk about a topic that, uh, you know, people don't want to really talk about, you know, or people avoid this, not in a literal sense, but it does scare a lot of people out there. So what we want to do is to unhate I think there is a word called on hate. Uh, you know, cover letters. <laughs> there is a word called on hate because I've seen, I've, I've heard of that that uh, you know word on hate. In there was a there was a marketing campaign by Colors of Benetton way back, and it had that on hate uh, like love but on hate. Um, you know, but welcome, welcome, Caroline from uh, Melbourne. It's starting to get chilly up there. Well, actually, today's beautiful. I went out for a walk. It's um, sunny, I think about 22 degrees. Had a cup of tea in the backyard. It was really nice. I have taken casual Friday to new levels, though. So my even my, I've even found the top half of the newsreader test, basically. But anyway, it's the content, everyone. It's not what we look like. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. absolutely. I, we, we really loved yesterday someone said that, you know, Team Gadani and Brown are back. Uh, and we really like that. So kudos to somebody who's really, you know, uh, you know, watching our LinkedIn live uh, probably every day, uh, mm. you know, and, and you coined that term. We will really like that. We all do appreciate mm. that. Uh, so let's let's talk about something that is uh, very, very interesting is cover letters or we could also call that as pitch letters. So, Carolyn, why mm. don't you kick off the, the, you know, the discussion or the, you know, the topic around cover letters and what are your thoughts on that? It's a very long question, but I guess I put the post up because I feel like there's a lot of misinformation about cover letters and people don't like writing them because I guess there's a lot of emotional energy that goes into your CV and you think, well, it's all on my CV. 
Why do I need to do a cover letter? Does anybody really read cover letters as well? So, and I had this really interesting experience a few years back when I was doing some work in a recruitment agency. So I was sitting amongst four or five consultants and I had my own pet theory that nobody ever read them. And I stuck my head up and I said, so does anybody actually read cover letters? And two of the consultants said, yes, they do. So I'm like, okay, well, there goes that pet, pet theory out the door. I think they get a bad rap because you do see a lot of the blah, blah in cover letters that your eyes just skim over and you go, there is no point to this. But I think a really well-written cover letter can get you over the line. You know, it is the why you're applying to something. It is the chance to kind of put the argument there out there that you can't actually... Your CV is more factual around that, you know, it's set up in a certain way, but the cover letter is like your introduction to, you know, invite people to read certain parts of your CV. But a lot of it's the why, you know, why am I really excited about this job? What are three big things that I could actually bring to the role? So they get a bad rap. They're hard to write, um, particularly when job ads aren't written. And that's my favourite soapbox. You know, a badly written job ad doesn't give you much to kind of go with uh, about the job, especially if you don't know who's advertising. But um, when I put that post up this morning, Tracy Henderson um, said that cover letters are great prep for your interview um, and, you know, there's one great reason to write, to, to put some effort into it basically. So that's my little soapbox about, about cover letters, I think. And we're going yeah. to talk about how to how to put some good things into it um, today and take questions as well. So, yeah, absolutely. If you got questions on on cover letters or pitch letters, you know, please uh, you know send us on our LinkedIn live feed and we will come to that as well. I think I think one of the one of the most important thing about cover letters is to that it's a marketing uh, message. Yeah. Uh, there's a distinction between selling a message and marketing message. Marketing is more about you are grabbing their attention that you're saying, hey, I'm here. You should consider me because of these features that I have. And that is very important to know that, you know, in a way, cover letters are, you know, are more emotional connect to the person. You know, it has to appeal. Probably I, I'm, I'm not getting it, you know, 100 percent right. But the, the side of the brain, which is more the uh, the right side of the brain which is more eccentric which is more emotional yeah. and that's what that's what you want to really touch on when you talk yeah. about the cover letters and that's very yeah. important to know that that we are we are now sort of you know saying that why you should consider me mm. you know it's something that i offer that mm. aligns to what you're looking for or what i think you are looking for mm. right and and you know this is this is why you should consider me. So you know, Kellen, if I can ask you that, what are some of the some of the things that people should start to write about? What 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 things do they need? What raw material do they need to make yeah. make a great shape out of a cover letter? Well, I always go back to a good starting point with both your CV and a cover letter is your research. Now I know that you can't always and even like right now practically impossible to speak to somebody about a role. But the type of research that you that you want to do is along the lines of 
why is the job being created? What's the challenges in, in that job? What are the priority skills? What does it look like every day? So if you can sort of have a real think about what that is before you start to write the cover letter. Um, a good structure and a good basic structure to follow that I don't think you can really go wrong with is to start off with saying, start off with a pitch. So, you know, um, along the lines of you're seeking somebody to do ABC, that person will need X, Y, Z. Um, this is the skill set that I bring to your exciting opportunity. And then pick maybe four of the key things that they ask for and give a little pitch underneath that. It's a nice little structure to follow. And then you can um, round it off with, I'm really excited about this opportunity because, um, you know, you're a company that I've followed in the media, you've got some great direct, uh, directions that you're going uh you know, going into, I've had a number of friends that have worked there in the past that have said amazing things about you. And you could start with that too. Um, but, you know, that's got to be included somewhere. But I, I often do the, um, you are seeking uh, and you need these skills and that's exactly what I bring and then go into your pitch. And if you follow that little formula, you, you can't go, uh, you can't go too wrong and you will be ahead of, 95% of people that really don't present a logical argument. So often in a cover letter, what you'll see is people say, I've got great teamwork skills, I've got these technical skills, and I've got these achievements, and then repeat that in a different way in the next paragraph. So even, you know, a good structure is to have one idea per paragraph, and they, they kind of jumble it all up. But that formula keeps you on track with with that and of course the things that you mention can be the things that you've found out previously from the research that you've done like the really critical things that they need need for the role so that that's my sort of structure that I, I tend to follow um, before getting too fancy I mean there's lots of other ways that I've written letters with people or for people but that one's a good good easy to adapt um, template if you will yeah, yeah, no, that's fantastic because you know, like you said, that opening sentence is is going to be mm -hmm. you know very critical here, right? You know, if you, if you think about it, that if you're watching a movie and you are, you know, the opening of the movie is someone's you know getting killed, and you suddenly are in the movie straight away because you don't yeah. have, you know, it literally grabs you because straight away you are in the action part, right? That's how yeah. I I see. You writing something, you know, is is to begin with that 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 point of view. So yeah. sometimes you really have to look at, and I think you uh, you know talked about that, you know, Caroline is is to look at the company, look at some of the things that they have done or they are doing, and whether you can really start with those things, mm -hmm. right? Like for example, you know, I, I remember one of the the cover letter that I wrote to change my career from sales to employment consulting. Yeah. And the first paragraph talked about that, uh, you know, that, you know, in, in 2009, the, the whole employment contract was changing from a mm. job network uh, to the new brand name, which was Job Services Australia. So they were making some remarkable changes. And I, I had a look at their, you know, some of the early things that they were they were kind of bringing. 
And then mm. I teach that that now you're going through a significant change and you'll be looking for new energy, new ideas. And that is what mm. I bring to the table. You know, mm. I, I've got, and then I outline the reasons that why I think that you would need me yeah. around, you know, what do I bring to the table? What One of the things that I really liked what you said around talking a language of you need this or you yeah. are sick this yeah. that is not you know probably not many people know but that's like a that's like a very cool nlp technique you yeah. know if you, if you say that you are looking for this you suddenly are putting me giving me the yeah. importance that is required right so yeah. that also you know can grab people's attention saying yeah. hey you are you are you're thinking about me you're not just saying i i i i i yeah. You're also relating, you know, back to me. But and that's you know, your point around. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to so say that's your point around making it an emotional connection. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that is very, very, very important. If I can make one point around that, if you see anything which is, uh, you know, which is happening currently, right? You know, in a newspaper that you read about something, right? Mm. Or, or for example, if you right now are, are applying in a, in COVID-19 times. And mm. then you can see that how the situations are changing for organizations. And if mm. you can connect with them by say, by really understanding how financial services will be under the stress or how mm. a particular industri industry is at the forefront of this and mm. acknowledging the challenge that you may have and then talking about why it is why they should look at you mm. as a potential person who can help them you know with some of those challenges that's that's how i i want you know people to to really look at mm. uh you know caroline but one of the things that i really want to sort of ask you is that i have always believed that you got to get the raw material first you don't just start writing the final draft of the cover letter. Mm. You really have to get the raw material in order and then say, all right, so I want to use this particular argument here and then just mm. write and then rethink, you know, read that again and say, does it really make sense to me or mm. not? Read it to someone. What are your pet peeves around really structuring, uh, you know, the argument and, you know, how do you really go and sort of gather all the raw material? I'll go back to that. I think we spoke about it a, a while ago around, um, you know, that it's almost like it is the same prep as a job interview. It's like what are the things that they're asking? What are the arguments along, you know, one side of the page? What are the things they're asking? What are my arguments against each of those things? And then but if you also want to know which are the really important things, so some advertisements or job descriptions have a long laundry list and it might be a senior role and they say you know great teamwork skills and you know that that great you've got teamwork skills but really it's probably your ability if, if it's a you know CFO your ability to um, define a, um, a strategic financial plan or strategic strategic investment plan or whatever that's useful to the company so you've got to really understand which of those are the most critical in that in that particular role so yeah the, I tend to do the same prep the list on one side what they're looking for how I can meet that with either the ex level, years of experience where I've worked what I've delivered um, on the other side and then what which of those are really the most um, important to present to that 
um, you know, to that organisation, which the things that um, I, you know, I can't sort of as much as I try make really pop enough out of my out of my resume, basically. Agree. So we we have you know we've got you know questions have started to come in thick and fast, yeah. which is always great. I, I think uh, you know you know cover letter is a tailored document. Now, when I say tailored, obviously we we are sick and tired of hearing this. Have we got to tailor? you know, the resume, cover letter and everything else, but tailored also in terms of your own situation as well. Now, if you've got a question about explaining the employment gap or yeah. changing career, I think yeah. I think cover letter can, can very well explain the story of why you are changing the, mm. you know, career or why you are, you know, why, why there is a gap of, uh, you know, employment. So what are your mm. takes on, let's first handle the employment gap part and then the other bit around the um, you know the transferable skills or or why am I changing my career and why do you think you should look at me? So if we talk yeah. with the gap of employment, Caroline. Yeah, that's always a tough one. And the thing is about a gap is you want to kind of explain what you've learned from that gap or how having that gap has made you even more enthusiastic to get back into it. I had a client once that had worked, I think it was for AMP for donkey's years, like about 15 years. And then he took a, a, a sabbatical and went around the world. And I was about to write that very formally. And I'm using, he was, it was on his LinkedIn profile. And he wrote this beautiful description about all of the amazing things that he'd done during that time. But that that gave him some the energy to, to reapply. And I was back and refreshed and, and up for it. So I think people take their cue about that gap from you. So if you've done some study or some training, um, if you've done some volunteering, what have you learned from that experience and how could that help um, is one way to, to actually look at it. I um, have this, um, I was just looking over the side because I've got a few letters open where people have been um, you know, they're not the perfect candidate on paper, perhaps like you were, Nish, in your, um, you know, getting into the job network. And it's along the line of, um, lines of, um, at first, this is a line that I, I use sometimes, you know, at first glance, um, my background will appear to be unusual. However, I believe this makes me a stronger candidate and here's why. So you're not hiding anything. You're going, makes me great. I'm, I'm better for having this particular um, experience or particular time out. And that's worked really nicely, um, especially when the letter's been quite personal. So um, I don't think, be, try not to be embarrassed by a gap because there's lots of things that you're doing in that gap that you could probably think about what, is that, what, what does that help you bring? Yeah. Yeah, I agree, and I think I think you rightly pointed out in the last uh, you know uh, you know couple of sentences that you don't you know we 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 have you know this this question comes from that it is wrong that I had an employment gap or it is wrong that I'm changing my career and oh God nobody will see this favorably I think I think that's a myth people have no problem in that you took a break as your client you know went on you know for. Uh, for one year just to travel uh, around mm. the world but if you can explain the rationale behind it mm. and what 
those experiences really taught you because it's you you're not going to, you know you are a wholesome product when you go to work you also bring those learning from those experiences to your work it's not that oh you know what i learned skydiving and i learned to go beyond my fear but i'm not going mm -hmm. to bring that on you know when i go to work no you will bring those those attributes to work so mm -hmm. i i think you should not at all feel you know uh, shy or you know feel uh, you know uh, feel invalidated because you had this gap mm. of employment or you're changing your career but you mm. got to provide strong and rational argument and i i really like that word argument because mm. you are argumenting that you are the best candidate amongst 50 or 100 applications that they have received so mm. i really liked that i also you know one of my sort of pet peeves of writing in cover letter is that i say that you provide you know five reasons for them to interview you like mm. literally provide five reasons and say here are the five reasons why you should consider me for the interview mm. and yeah. then just list down those reasons mm. all your rationale behind it because that particular heading really prompts that thinking required that yeah. why they should consider me and it is essential you know for every one of us to come up with this argument of rational that why you should consider me or you know the, you know i'm pretty sure that you know before we started this you know career care package we are sort of talked and argued about why people will care about these things right mm. because we really want to find that why people will listen to us right and that's why that is how it is very important for you to really write down your rational behind mm. it mm. Yeah. and of course you know if you have a long gap um you've got to be doing other things as well apart from applying for advertised jobs and um, we we can talk about this until the cows come home but it's true um there's some things that are just you know they're too hard to explain um on a cover letter um or or too hard to sell on a cv it's just not going to sell you for that um so it's that's where you know having your linkedin profile networking amongst your old contacts getting advice on the market all of those things um absolutely help i mean i had another client who and again i've spoken about her previously but she's just such a fantastic example was going back to the UK after um you know again about 15 years from being there and 15 years out of a role in HR and in fact her last couple of years she was out of the workforce um put a, a basic linkedin profile up and started to contact all of her old her old boss and and found a job in HR down the road so i if she tried to explain all of that on a cover letter that's a big ask but you know going back to those relationships where people knew her and trusted her and loved the work that she'd done previously plus the fact that she'd reached out um you know in a really proactive way um she got over the line so um but she wouldn't have been considered for that job if she'd just put in you know a a a resume and a cover letter it would have been really hard so you've got to do you've got to do a lot of things in combination i think um to to get across the line so one of the one of my kind of you know 
you know really great way to structure a cover letter is what is mm. what we know as a T style cover letter, which mm -hmm. is a very simple cover letter, but it really you know kind of you know really tells that why you are a great fit. So just mm. to you know, I can't show you the the example, but if you think about it T style, then on mm. the left hand side you've got you list down all the things that the employer want to see in the in the new person. You know, mm. that they want to have somebody with two years of experience, these particular skill sets, list mm. all of them. And on the right side, you provide a rationale mm. of that you put three years of experience in this. You know, these particular tools, you worked on these particular clients, you know, you've mm. got this particular experience. So, you, so in a way, you're providing them, you know, the feature that they are looking for and whether you have that or not. Mm. I think that is one of the simplest way to create a very, very strong cover letter, which you can actually, you know, change it, you know, in less than 15 minutes time, if you're applying to a different job with different skill set. Have you, you know, you know, I'm pretty sure you would have seen those, but what are your thoughts on that kind of cover letter? Yeah, I think it gives it a really nice structure and it, it, it you know, um, it keeps you on track. And again, it, it provides that that good sort of um, information, not information, um, interview prep um, that you might do because you're probably going to be asked those questions in interview as well. So, no, I, I like that idea. We've got we've got a question, uh, Caroline, mm -hmm. about how to write a cold cover letter. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's something that I think you, you've done it, uh, you know, uh, for many, many times. So if you can tell us that, look, you know, we're not sending, we're not sending any resume. We're just sending a letter out to this, yeah. you know, whether yeah. it's a snail mail, whether that's an email, whether that's a LinkedIn message. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on how do somebody should think about and what are the structure yeah. and, and the thinking that's required behind it? All right, so you've got to do your research on that company, right? Number one, research on the company. So what are some trigger events that might mean that, that are going on with that company that might mean they would be looking for somebody like you? Because in that cover letter, you want to be able to point to maybe three things that you could, knowing what's going on within that organisation or, or taking an educated guess, three areas that you can add value with. So this is just one, one example. I've got one. I, I might just go through it a little bit. Um, bear with me a tick and I'll just bring it up on my screen so I can go back to it. But um, So um, you want to point out, first of all, why you're drawn to that company, right? So in this one, we had somebody that had actually been interviewed by that. It was a letter to a CEO. And they'd actually been interviewed by that um, organisation about ten, five years ago or so, or six years ago. So it started off with six years ago, your organisation interviewed me for the role of general manager. Um, out of 150 candidates, I came a very close second. And I've always been following the developments of your company ever since, right? So there's a connection immediately that... Um, you're following the company, you were high on the list um, and it's a, you know, even if the person reads it, they don't remember it, but they know, you know, you've got that connection with the company. Um, 
then there's a bit of stuff in there. But basically um, it says, I've followed your industry for many years and this happened and that happened. You've had some exciting developments recently, um, a growth in products, the acquisition of another company and the move towards building global brands, right? So it's pointing out some research. And then it says, while these developments offer unique opportunities, um, they also bring challenges. And I'm, I'm therefore was hoping we could explore if there's an opportunity for me to add value in the following areas and goes into three areas. Um, that letter um, got an, an interview um, called, basically. It was a paper-based letter. So it's kind of like you want to start off with maybe finding a connection about sort of what is it about that company that really inspires you. Pick some developments. Say you'd love the opportunity to explore how you could add value um in or you know they they create create challenges here's three areas that you could actually help so it worked that worked really nicely um again another structure that that you could actually um follow for that so um and we've repeated that a few times and and got very similar results with that that kind of structure but you really have to you have to do your research. That's number one. You know, you, you, you can't be, people aren't insulted by the fact, or the, or, okay, I'll rephrase that. The right people aren't insulted by the fact that you'd like to work for them or work for their company. So it does work at a senior level where people have, people are really, really engaged in the future of the company or the future of their section of the company. That type of approach, that really sort of thoughtful type of approach actually works. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that thoughtful approach and you know, you know, also also researching about the company, researching about the industry, you know, the the changes that it is going under, right? I I think those are some of the things that you you kind of have to start and then look at, uh, you know, your presence. What kind of what kind of things your presence can really help them out? So hopefully, that would have answered the question. Uh, for uh, another example, if you want me to share that, or yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, so this other one, let me just open it up on my side computer. Um, where am I? Bear with me, so hopefully, bring it up. Okay, Sorry, I, oh yes, I'm looking at the wrong file. That's always handy. Okay, um, this other one was a cold one and basically, um, and it was completely cold. So started off with, I'm writing to you in your capacity as managing director of this training organisation. I hope you might be, consider me for a role. So completely upfront in your face, this is why I'm writing. And then it says, I'm, I must, firstly, I must apologise for the unsolicited nature of this letter. However, like your website says, passion alone can change your life. Ten years ago, I discovered a passion for alternative health and treatments. So basically, really going into the core value or mission of that organisation and re reflecting how that was common with that person. So just another way of showing that um, you know you've done um, you've done your research basically. 
So and you can find that information out, like, especially, I guess, with a smaller company that's kind of where you can see that there's energy and vision, um, reflecting back that energy and vision show and how you match that with what something that you've done is a way of making that personal kind of connection as well. Excellent. Now we have got a question which I'll probably answer and then see if, if you want to add anything yeah. to that, uh, Caroline. So, you know, if the if the company just requested a resume, is it still advisable for you to send a cover letter uh, with it? I my recommendation is send it regardless. Mm. Uh, I think one of one of the one of the uh, objective that the cover letter solves is that it also communicates your communication skill yeah. because uh, because resume is a factual document it you know it, even though you may not be an eloquent writer you can still create a resume but cover letter requires a bit of, of you know a bit of skill if you mm. really want to write something tailored that requires a bit of skill i think that is what some of the companies will really look at and some of the old school recruiters are also looking at those things because mm. hey this person can really customize this mm. to you know to this, uh, in a particular position or not secondly on the same note i must you know tell everyone right now that make sure you don't write respected sir slash madam to yeah. in, the, in, the, in the first line because you know what when dinosaur died i think that died at that time. <laughs> you know don't write that okay so if you do not know the name of the person yeah you know, call it find out that look i'm i'm writing this cover letter sending yeah. this application yeah who should i address it to if yeah. if they if you can't find then write dear hiring manager or dear decision maker don't just write your sir slash madam. Yeah, you know, one of my clients, actually, she was a bit cheeky and I, I know, like, only she could get a well, no, not only she could get away with it, it's a great tactic, but she um, rang up the receptionist and got her chatting and said, look, oh, I really love the sound of this job. I really want to make, you know, it, address this letter to the, an application to the right person. Who should I do? And the receptionist said, look, it's closed, but since you're so nice, I'm going to make sure yours gets it to the top of the pile. So not only did she get the name, she got pushed up the pile, basically. And then I think that's a that's a clever way. Now you got a question about a video cover letter. Now I've never heard of that. Mm. Uh, it is coming to a long time listener. Uh, you know, so have you seen video cover letters? I don't. I've not heard of that, but. You know, I yeah. might might be living under the rock. So, have you seen <laughs> that dinosaur you mentioned earlier, Nesh? So, um, yeah, some companies have on their site, uh, career site. Um, if you want to work for us, tell us why. Put it in a video. I, that's essentially a video cover letter. I think also there's a video interviews that kind of serve. You know, with the mass applications that kind of serve as a cover letter. And I know that we're going to go through some more of those later on um but again I, I don't think i think it's the relevance you know we're talking about cvs the other day of making them relevant it's the relevance of that letter that 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 video as well around what it is that makes you drawn to that company you know why are you excited to get have the opportunity to present yourself in that in that way i think it, again same sort of principles around really understanding your why um, for applying for that job 
All right, we got another thing that somebody wants to know. What is the most creative cover letter you have come across? I honestly have not come across. I don't even remember right now. But have you seen any absolutely creative cover letters that, uh, you know, in recent times? Not in recent times. Um, I guess the area of the market I work in is they, you know, they ask for cover letters a lot of the time. So, and so it's a letter. And I, I think you can be more creative if it's a marketing, like a more, it depends on, the, you know, the creativity you're expected to have in that role as well. So I think James, we spoke to a couple of weeks ago, spoke about somebody delivering a cover letter on a basketball. So <laughs> didn't get the job, but got bounced along. Sorry about the pun. <laughs> I think um, I think one of, one of the things that I've I've, I've read, uh, you know, previously was around, uh, you know, if you are if you are going to apply, let's say, a job as um, as an editor or something to do with your English skills, right? Pick up pick up the newsletter, pick up the magazine, uh, you know, and find out how you can structure that better. And really then send it to them. Then look, this is how I see that you can rewrite and restructure this. Mm. Uh, you know, that's the that's the most creative thing that I, I saw in, in terms of pitching it to the employer. Yeah. I had somebody when I was recruiting that really, he got the job. Um, it was a small company. It was an environmental um, online store. And he had been interviewed well, first of all, he got interviewed because he actually made a little funny joke about why he was drawn to the company based on the name and what it meant in Japanese. And so instantly I, I read that. I thought, that's really nice. Um, it's better than dear sir, respected sirs and madams. And so, so it made me look at his, his application. It made me read his CV. And then he, he came in for the interview. And then, then it was a graphic design role so then he um, responded and he said look I've I've looked on site and I've played around with these images and I really think this one would go great there and do this for you and again it was a little bit off the mark but not much and showed that he had um, he was thoughtful and was keen for the job and actually had the skills so he ended up getting the job which is fantastic that sounds really great. We do not have. I think we we are actually covering a lot of grounds today, and I'm I'm really pleased to see a lot of lot of discussion going on. People have been saying, uh, you know, what are they picking up from our discussion, which is awesome. Uh, you know, can uh, yeah, you know, can you choose dear recruiter or hiring manager? I think dear recruiter, you know, I'll probably put you know. That's why I don't think so. There's there there's any challenge. You know, in, yeah. if you put dear recruiter, dear decision maker yeah. or hiring manager, I think that's far more thoughtful than writing dear sir slash madam. Yeah. On yeah. If you can uh, find out, you know, if you can connect up on LinkedIn, you know, sometimes if it's a large organization, they do have which area they recruit for as well. So it's not always possible. If you can ring the receptionist, not always possible. Um, you know, it's always caveat, not always possible. But as much, you know, if you can, it's better, better to do that. So it makes it much more personal. 
Excellent. What are some of the other things? Uh, since we have, uh, you know, there is no other question that is coming through. What are some mm. of the other things in in cover letter? Does it, you know, I, I think one of the one of the way I end the cover letter, and sometimes people find it, oh no, Naisha, that's just too <laughs> direct. Is that look? I will give you a call in next couple of days and and yeah. find out where, when we can schedule the interview. Mm. I said that's not how it works. I said why not? What do you want? What do you? Deep down, want is an interview, isn't it? I'm not. I, it's not. I'm saying it. You are. You want an interview, so mm. you are. You are making your intentions very clear, and mm. then you call them. I think you mm. you given them a notice that I will call you mm. in two three days time and to organize an interview or meeting. What's wrong with it? Mm. What are your thoughts on how do you really end the cover letter? I sometimes do that. I'm looking forward to discussing this further in interview with you. So assuming like just a confident way to to um, end end the letter um, sometimes I was just thinking about emails where we've sent where we've said when's a good time to call you and if somebody doesn't want you to call them they will email you or if somebody doesn't want to be bothered by the call that's a good way to actually get people to call you um, or respond because they don't want you to call them but they do want to answer answer at a convenient time so yeah, I like that. It's like um, I will call you at three o'clock on a Wednesday um, to discuss my application. It's a nice, confident way to 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 end it, basically. And they know who you are, so it's not a cold call after that. Yeah. And another thing that I've, I've I uh, you know sort of found out from one of the book that I read, you know, is is around uh, the the PS after you oh, yeah. write. Yeah. And I think that there's a, there's a science behind it. There's some research that... People read the PS. They might not read anything else, but they do read the PS. I do that in emails because it's like what you what you start off with is really important, like your opening paragraph and your end paragraph. You've got to get those right. And the PS, I, I, re, I don't know what the stats were, but it was I was quite shocked by the number of people that actually read the PS. So... So you could do PS, I will call you at 3 o'clock on Wednesday and looking forward to it, you know. I think one of, one of my, you know, pet sort of, you know, pet peeve on PS is, you know, actually actually write down this way is that, look, in last, last you know, my company, I, you know, managed to reduce their cost by 20%. You know, can I do it for your company? And the answer is yes. Call me to find <laughs> out more. Yeah. Yeah. Let me have a look at the if I've got any questions. Otherwise, we can do uh, you know wrap this up with another uh, you know tips or anything. But do you do you, you know do you want to talk about a few other things on this while I'm looking at some of the questions that is coming through? Um. What are some of the other things that are important to know? I think is try and get, or keep it to a page unless you've been given instructions otherwise. Um, another thing that I think that instantly rules you out is if in, in an advertisement people say answer these three questions in the cover letter and you don't, then you can expect not to get interviewed for that. Um, I'm constantly, when I was recruiting, I was constantly surprised by you know, sometimes I put in an advertisement, tell me, write in your letter, tell me why you want this job. And 
only about 5% of people would actually do that. So if a recruiter's got something that they're asking you to address in your cover letter, put it in the cover letter and you'll actually, it's so ironic, you will be ahead of, of most people um, in doing that. So um, yeah, and try and keep it to a page or keep it to a page because um, again, you've got to assume that most people are, are time poor when they're, they're reading um, reading your cover letter. So I don't know if you've found that when you, you've been in roles where you've been recruiting, Nash, but people don't follow instructions. It's an easy um, elimination. And when, when people get, it's like people use applicant tracking systems, right? They're a culling machine. They're looking for reasons to eliminate you rather than actually pull you in. And, you know, in the public sector, they describe that process as culling. It's like, you know, killing baby seals, basically. Um, we're gonna cull applicants. <laughs> I have this terrible image in my mind of what that actually involves. But the, the psychology behind it is looking just to narrow it down to the right applicant. So, and anything, you know, that you've not addressed is a reason not to hire you. Absolutely. We are also getting some, uh, you know, so thumbs up from recruiters as well, which is really great because it just validates our, uh, you know, our theory. So uh, it seems like we are, there's no other questions that we have. We just have got comments of people saying uh, that they have enjoyed this discussion. I also don't have anything else to add to this. Uh, so listeners, um, you know, we'll be back again. Mm -hmm. Me and Caroline will be back again on Monday. We've actually got the whole next week booked out with amazing guests and topics. Now, before I go, if you've got any questions, if you think that we should talk about a particular topic that interests you, don't hesitate. Just drop me or Caroline, you know, a message and we'll be happy to go out and source uh, an expert into that, uh, you know, in, in that industry. Now, Caroline won't be uh, there in the weekend LinkedIn Live that I'll be doing with two another guests. Uh, and uh, Caroline and I, team Gadani and Brown, will be back on your screen <laughs> on Monday, 3 p.m. Melbourne time, 10.30 a.m. India time. Uh, so before we go, um, you know, have a great weekend. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and please stay Yeah. I can't say anything more to that, Nash, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to next week. We've got um, Natalia Walker on Monday talking, and we're going to do a live exercise around, and it's a visual exercise that we're going to do, and I'll, I'll put it up about what you need to bring to prepare, but it's around uh, visualising, um, problem solving, helping you find a, a direction. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then on Tuesday, we've got, um, a couple of recruiters and we're going to be talking about what it is, what are the latest tools and techniques that recruiters are using to source applicants or to cull applicants as well because there's a lot of technologies that um, are being used that, um, that, you know, AI technologies that uh, are really smart that I think would be really interesting to get our, our head around. And another thing I think that we need to talk about, we haven't sourced a guest yet for, is an expert on applicant tracking systems because I think we've had every single time we've talked about resumes, we've had that, that question come up. So 
Yeah, so what, what, what's your sign-off? Stay safe, say what, stay well and stay inside, Nash? Probably That's it, that. stay indoors. Stay indoors, okay. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Right. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you okay, next bye, week. Everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au And if you have got a question about today's episode, or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.